Becoming a Know-It-All A Macro Mess, 2010 We've heard the saying, knowledge is power. So it's not surprising that when my world crumbled around me and I was left powerless, I began my own quest for knowledge. The numbers were not looking good for my lawn business. The Great Recession was in full bust, and I was about to be evicted. This thing called a bad economy was messing everything up. I didn't know what an economy was, but whatever it was, it had killed off most of something I worked very hard to build, and I was struggling to keep up and running the fraction that remained. The Macroeconomy Today was the first book on economics that I ever bought. Macro. That's the one I need to learn about, I thought. The only thing I knew about economics was that there was macro and microeconomics, and I needed to learn about that big one that was cutting into my life. Some poor college student probably paid 80 bucks for the thing. I got it for 50 cents. It was 450 pages, and since it was the 8th edition, I knew it had staying power. I read most of it. I didn't understand all of it, but I was hooked. I don't think a year has gone by in which I haven't read a book, or several, on economics since then. I've since read 32, according to my Goodreads account. The Worst of Both Worlds, 1980 to the 1990s. I'm like a nerd, but without the smarts, I remember thinking to myself. I can't remember how old I was, but I was young, maybe 14 or 15. It was true. I had the outward appearance of a nerd without any detectable wit. I was a dumb nerd. It was the worst of both worlds. I struggled through school. All of it. 1988 Mom! What are those kids doing? I asked as we walked up the stairs. I was five, and I hadn't begun kindergarten yet. Those kids are in school, she replied. Well, I'm not going to school, I declared. Oh, yes, you are, she retorted with a grin in her voice. He'll be starting in a few months. I'm not sure what my thoughts were after that moment, but based on the memory, I found it repulsive before I had even begun. 1991 to 1992. I flunked third grade and took it over again. After my second year of third grade, my teacher still wasn't convinced I was ready for fourth grade. My parents pulled me out and homeschooled me for a year. Then I spent all but one year after that in accelerated Christian education. Learning was so boring and hard. I didn't like the looks of school at the age of five before I even experienced my first day, and school felt like jail all the way to the end. To be an oddity, 2018. Why are you a truck driver? You should be like in, in an office somewhere. Who asked me this question? Who hasn't asked me this question? It was reassuring at first, but... After hearing it multiple times, it's less flattery and more of an indictment. I'm here because I want to be, Arlander responded. I pulled that same question on him that I had received before and many times after. He had just started with our company and had I had just met him. It was indeed puzzling to see someone with such apparent wit, knowledge, and capability doing a job so well below his potential. 
The question was irresistible. Yet I could tell from his attitude that, like me, things hadn't quite lined up in his favor. Apparently, he found himself selecting from a subset of cards that were missing a few aces. His criticism of everything happening around him was likely an expression of his inner discontent with his situation. It was exactly where I had been a couple years before, when I began with the company. 2016. Knots of Narcissism Oh yeah? Well, I won't be here when I'm your age, I retorted as I leaned forward inches from the face of the night ship's supervisor. Israel could have knocked me flat on my back if he wanted to. Instead, he repeated, repeated calmly, But you're here now. I had cut down the process of my job to a skeleton of what it was supposed to be. I saw every extra step as a senseless, demeaning labor. But I had gone at least one step too far. Saltwater waste had spilled on the ground, and I had no bucket underneath to catch it. The leaky valve had allowed the waste to fill the cavity be behind the cap from the last run. If your equipment wasn't all uh, messed up, there wouldn't be any spill, I accused him. I had spoken to him as if he owned the company. I wasn't making any sense any longer, and there was no saving face. If I had followed procedure, the leaky valve would have been a non-event. It was in that desperate moment that I declared where I would be or wouldn't be when I was in my fifties like he was. Like Arlander, I was a critic of everything. I was trapped in my own tower of narcissism. I wasn't where I felt like I deserved to be. I was exactly where I had chosen to be, yet where I wanted to be wasn't an option. How did I get where I was? 2010 top rung of the wrong ladder. Today we're going to learn how to write a letter, the teacher announced. No, this wasn't eighth grade. I was a senior in college, taking a required class called church education. The same class was required to be taken 12 times. Freshmen through seniors all took it together. That was okay. What wasn't okay was that I had to sit for an hour for a class that shouldn't even exist. They're called templates. I know where the address is supposed to go because I graduated school, but on the off chance that I didn't, there was this thing called a computer with templates. I was incredulous and disillusioned. I realized right then and there that this college stuff was a waste of time. I was only five years deep before I figured it out. That's how dim-witted I was. There wasn't anything worth having at the end except saving face for all the time and money I spent. I didn't bring up this bitter part of my past to exact my verbal revenge and express dis discontentment. I actually re recommend the college if you want to become a very conservative pastor or work for one. The shame of quitting college, even though I was so close to the end, was an important part of my motivation to learn when I left. It was that cutting insecurity and stigma of being a college dropout that haunted me into devouring the library. When you find yourself climbing the wrong ladder, climbing your way to the top is still going the wrong way. 
I think I should have gone to business school, but who knows? I can't change the past, and I have no idea where that would have taken me. Growing an Oasis in a Desert of Ignorance, 2016-2017 to 2017. I'm a well-diversified nerd, I've often said. I've enjoyed learning about economics, and there are plenty of subcategories within it, but I haven't stayed there. I've learned enough to least, at least hold a conversation in physiology, neurology, biology, cosmology, and many other categories and subcategories. Part of learning is talking about newfound information. Of course, politics is a topic that perhaps more people than ever can hold a conversation in. Except that in most cases, the only education many have had is from their radio. Most of these conversations are talking points regurgitated from some talk show host. I've heard them myself, over and over, when I used to listen on a daily basis. I thought I was staying informed at first, too, when I faithfully listened every day. Yet when one actually wants to learn and the guy on the radio has to hold the intention of his whole audience for three full hours, it ends up being a whole lot of entertainment and not much education. I cut that out completely three years ago, 2017, and ramped up the quality of my personal education. The world could use more know-it-alls, or at least more know-a-lots. When I first began my book binge, I wanted to better myself and impress others. Seeing me today, my nerd profile complete through and through, it isn't much of a surprise to anyone that I've accumulated a bunch of knowledge. I totally look the part. Yet for a guy who was indeed the dumbest person in any given room most of his life, it is quite the accomplishment and a fulfilling one at that. It took me three or four years and some 50 books to get to the point where I didn't feel like the least informed in any given room. Indeed now, at least on a plethora of topics, I am the most informed. It's not always obvious to measure wit, but it is much easier and obvious to decipher one's degree of understanding of a subject. I can tell when someone is trying but barely knows anything about a topic. Don't expect me to be the one to embarrass them in front of everyone. 2004 to 2005. The professor I never found. Guess who's going to Afghanistan? Hint, it's not me. The voice message played back. I had already received a phone call earlier from a different sergeant that informed me in a less callous, more professional way. It was shocking. I was in the middle of my fourth semester in college. All the progress in that semester would be lost because of deployment. On the upside, I would be packing away a year's worth of bill-free income. It also happened to be tax-free, too. I could buy that Mustang that had caught my attention. I could invest the rest. Like any 20-year-old, I knew nothing about investing. Fortunately for me, at the time, I didn't need to know anything about investing. There was a program for deployed troops that would return about 2.5% quarterly. I just needed to max out that program, and I would get a nice 10% guaranteed annualized return. That was a no-brainer. Now I just needed a plan for my money for after that gravy train ended. I asked everyone I knew. 
no one seemed to have a clue. I asked people when I got back, too. My grandmother gave me a phone number. It was a guy that handled her investments. I decided to invest in a medium growth fund at my bank. It went up, then back down. By the end of the first year, the bank made 500 in fees, and I just got my 10 grand back. Nothing gained, nothing lost. I hated that the bank got $500 while I gained nothing. I split the 10 grand and invested half with the real estate investor for six months. He was offering a guaranteed 10% every six months. I made my $500 back with him, then cashed out. Perhaps I would have done better just calling that number my grandmother gave me. I'll never know why I didn't make the phone call. When I had deposited that five grand back into my checking account, I knew it was the end. I shared with my brother how sad it was for me over the phone. He said, I think I'd be glad to deposit five grand into my bank account. Understandably, he was viewing things from a very different angle. I did the best I knew how to do, but I was going through college and that was the priority, and I just needed to focus on that, I thought. My whole year of income I had saved in Afghanistan was gone within two years. It wasn't until about three or four years later that I would begin learning about how the stock market worked. I spent the next seven years place, placing my trading bids, virtually and moneyless, in blog form. My average was 15 to 20 percent a year. It would be 10 years later that I would be able to actually start trading, which is where I am today. Since I started in April of last year, 2019, I've averaged 10% a month as of this writing, February 2020. I also have helped a friend make a 100% return on Tesla in six months. I am the know-it-all that I wish I could have found when I needed one of those many times in my life. Final Thoughts it's frustrating to look back and see myself like a blind fool clumsily stumbling around to find a way. Certainly, hearing my story, you now understand why I listen to about 20 books a year. It should really be 50. In the next part, I will share confessions of a know-it-all. It's a world as viewed by me, an apologetic know-it-all.